Welcome to Australian Music Podcasts, or AMP for short, produced by Hugh and Rod with Joe and Luke to provide histories and critiques of the first 50 years of Australia's sometimes progressive, other times just peculiar rock and pop music. In the podcast, we discuss a particular stream or genre of music and then also present our own musical tribute as we celebrate on all that's good and very occasionally bad in Australian music. This episode, we're looking at Australian blues and boogie. Boogie music. And so what we're going to do is we're going to give you a packet of Winnie Blues and a can of VB and we're going to send you back to Sunbury in 1972 and to listen to Billy Thorpe. Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs at Sunbury, of course. And, uh, gee, what a natural fit alcohol and um, the blues was in Australia well, that, in the 70s. I think that would sound a lot better after a couple of dozen cans of VB. It'd have to, wouldn't it? <laughs> at least a couple of dozen. Um, I think I'd even clap along. Yeah. <laughs> blues, of course, the phrase comes from being depressed or agitated from the absence of alcohol, the Blue Devils. Well, so, that would never uh, happen at Sunbury. That never happened at Sunbury. They knew how to handle their drink there. Um Michael Godinsky and Michael Chug, uh, in fact, that music could be described as kind of chug-a-lug-a-lug music. Michael Chug music. (laughs) Yeah, Michael Chug music, a new genre, um, because you're chug-a-lugging along. But he and um, Michael Godinsky were always, you know, really fond of Thorpey. But most importantly, Godinsky, who, of course, is the head of the Mushroom Empire in Australia, he also signed a band called Chain. And, you know, they'd had various permutations, but the one that settled down really well was with Matt Taylor, Phil Manning, and then a couple of Barrys. A couple of Barry Sullivan and Barry Harvey, I think. Barry Harvey, name, that's yeah. right. And, uh, and they, they kind of defined the Australian blues scene, really, uh, which, which comes, from, comes from the English blues, really, doesn't it, from, from the John Mayall tradition. And yeah, and uh, Alexis Corner Band, of course. Of course, yeah. And yeah, they well, were very big in the 50s and 60s, late 50s and 60s. Mayall's still going today, of course. Most fantastic breeding ground for musicians that turned up, you know, in Cream and in the Animals and in the Rolling Stones. And they're obviously all, all, all been influenced by that, Phil Manning and everything. And this, but this song also makes the blues Australian as well. Yeah, and I, the, I suppose that was part of the appeal. And it's the sound, it's, the, it's almost the sound of the convicts on the chain gang and it's got that uh, real Australian basis to it. And Rod, what's the name of this chain song we're going to listen to? It's Black and Blue. You worked me so hard that my back's near broke. My brow was wet and my throat's a choke. You send me half a tail on, yeah. I miss my whiskey and I miss my beer. Ain't seen a girl since I don't know when. And the way you treat 
one again. Actually, the first singer for Chain, or one of the first singers for Chain, was Wendy Saddington, who I think is a pretty underrated figure, not really underrated by those of the time, but in the history of Australian blues and boogie, gee, she's fantastic. Well, and have a listen, she's up there with Janice and yeah. the great female blues singers. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and um, the band and her together, or various bands that she had, in this case we're going to listen to her with... Copper wine. Copper wine with uh, fabulous Ross East, the, the late Ross East on guitar. Oh, he's a guitarist. And, yeah, uh, okay. and this is another thing that the Australian blues does very well. It's, uh, it's the riff-based thing. There's plenty of space for the vocals, plenty of space for a, for a riff. They're not really playing chords very much and they're leaving a kind of a very identifiable Australian sound they're creating. Well, that's good. And, and I'd also like just to point out that this is a Nina Simone song called Backlash Blues. And this is, a, as you said, a uniquely Australian take on it. Yep, it's uh, Backlash Blues by Wendy Saddington with Copper Wine. Actually, it's quite interesting. The, the band that's coming up, that was Wendy Saddington, of course, and the most interesting thing is it comes from, she was from Western Australia, and Chain was also from Western Australia in, in their early days, and there were little capitals, uh, little capital city blues scenes. And there always was a good blues scene in Western Australia for some reason, poss- possibly because of the aforementioned English influence, a yeah. lot of English migrants no, in, point, in Western yeah. Australia. Uh, but now we're going to hear Carson, and uh, this should be Broderick Smith, is it? Yeah, it is Broderick Smith. Broderick Smith. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the funny thing about Carson is that they had songs called Boogie. My God, the word Boogie just appeared everywhere with them. And they, that was their big fan. That was their, their, their track at Sunbury. They, they, they may have only known one song when they played at Sunbury, which was Boogie. Yeah, the whole set was 40 minutes and it was one song, Boogie. <laughs> but this one is particularly Australian. It, it, it takes us to the pre-70s era and Bjorki Peterson and the corrupt cops and the drug busts. It's called Up in Queensland. Beauty.
You're an old boogie boy from way back. You playing blues bands. How do you structure a blues set? Well, you pretty start off with the fast blues, you know, and then you do, then you do a then you do a shuffly blues. <laughs> then it, then it's um, then it's time for a slow blues. Of course. And then you would probably do a blues that's a bit kind of funky, you know, a bit funky. And funky then you do blues. then you do one that's not really a blues, but it's kind of a blues feel and. <laughs> and then really you're back to the fast one. <laughs> what do you do for the second set? What do you do for an encore? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just play <laughs> play the greatest hits of the first set, I suppose. Well, you could sort of you could do one long version, then take a break and keep doing the same song if you wanted to, like I did once. <laughs> <laughs> Carson Boogie and A, perhaps. I think they only knew one song. You're listening to AMP, Australian Music Podcasts. The band we got coming up is a really good band of musicians, and that's Carvis Jute. Uh, not to be confused with Tamam Shud, but they did share some members actually, well, like, they did, like Tim Gaze yeah. and and Danny Davidson, Danny Davidson, Davidson the drummer, the drummer. From, the, from the Shud. Mm, more about them later. But Carvis Jute had a um, had 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 a few incarnations. Really, they were a psychedelic band in the late sixties, and later on they did some prog rock. But for a while there, they were a blues band, and this is a great example of it. The blues just got sadder. Uh, Dennis Wilson on guitar. Um, oh, look, Look, very famously, they had a guy called Bob Daisley. He was a real metal expert, and he, he went on to play with sort of Ozzy Osbourne, Richie Blackmore, uh, Uriah Heep, you know, that whole British genre of hard rock. And he was a great player as well. So, sorry, your introduction again, the blues just got sadder. Is that right? Carvis Jute. Coming up next, we've got Cold Chisel. Got to mention them. You Can't know. go through anything Australian without mentioning Chisel, <laughs> That's mate. That's right. Hard to avoid, but, for, you know, for good reason. Actually, the track we've got coming up, which is called Rung Long Day, uh, was on their album Cold Chisel, which just didn't sell very well. It had K-San on it, uh, or K-San. It just didn't sell very well, uh, even though K-San went on to become such a famous... A huge hit. Yep. Such, oh, no, not a huge hit. 
just a legendary song, uh, it never really took off and only sold 70,000 copies, you know, 70, 80, 90,000 copies, which in those days wasn't very big. That's true, yeah. Um, anyway, who's singing on this? Well, it's not actually Barnsley at all. It's Ian Moss, the guitar, okay. f- fabulous guitarist they had in, uh, had, had in Cold Chisel. And Cold Chisel, of course... They just they just finished uh, I think a twenty four month residency or something like that. It might not have been twenty four months at the Bacchus Wine Bar in Bankstown. They were there forever, and um, the they, they'd come out come out of the blues and soul scene, and a lot of them. I mean, Barnsley was from Elizabeth South, South Australia, but originally from Scotland, so they were very well versed in the whole whole British scene. But this song is called uh, One Long Day, Cold Chisel, Ian Moss on lead vocal. to move on now a few years to a band that's kept the blues alive for ages and they're, they're called the Backsliders. Uh, oh, yeah, Dom Turner. Well, he's so popular still. Rob Hurst, of course, was a drummer. And it's a side project for Rob Hurst, but they've almost, they've, it's almost taken over from Midnight Oil for Rob Hurst, you know? No, it's great because Dom brings in all types of artists uh, from overseas and locally. Some most fa- he's got a most fascinating anthropological look at the blues, hasn't he? He he knows some of the areas of the and regions of the of the United States as well as anybody. He has an encyclopedic knowledge of the blues. Yeah. But again, with this with this next track, they've they've kept the Australian tradition alive, and um, so it's Dom Dom Turner with the backsliders and Rob Hurst, um, the dark the, side of dark Newtown. side of Newtown. Side of Newtown. 
on the dark side of Newtown. Yeah, Jessie, she married Fred in April, across from Newtown Station. There's a lot of harmonica in there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah at, at the risk of, of, of offending the harp players, I could suggest that you would know the harmonica players at the door because he can't find the key and he comes in very relaxed. Look, the next song is Black Dog Blues, but this is by Russell Morris, who everybody agrees is, you know, one of the nice guys of Australian music, but I think it's also happy for everybody in the music industry because Russell was instrumental in, you know, really with the real thing, which has been played to death as an ABC theme song this year. He was instrumental in getting the whole pop scene going in the late 60s. He was indeed, and his career has kept going for, for, well, for, for nearly 50 years, really. Yeah, and, uh, and I always liked his, you know, his sort of compile bands that he had with uh, Jim Keyes and Cotton Darryl Keys Cotton. and Morris and, yeah. Tremendous stuff. And uh, anyway, he, a few years back now, just reforged, re-identified himself, reforged his career as a blues player. Uh, great lyrics, you know, most interesting lyrics. He's, he's, he's chosen Australian tales. And um, anyway, have a listen to this one, Black Dog Blues. Where she's cooking up a storm No good brother-in-law's out on the porch A sister of mine, well, she's long overdue And I'm in the back room Black dog blues Well, the car won't start, so it's sitting in the drive So damn hot, well, I'm barely alive so I don't know what I'll do I'm in this back room Black dog blue I got the load down, spelled down Let down, unsound On the ground, run down By the hellhound Black dog blue I got the all pain, no gain Hard rain, no brain Insane, overcame Ball and chain Black dog blue Pete Robinson's a guitarist and he's great adding a lot of colour and really great playing to Russell. Beautiful beautiful playing and the slide playing is great. Well, um, finally, we've got the John Butler or John Butler Trio um, and such a good song, Zebra, and such a great part of the Australian live blues scene because as as a live act, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic live act and he's he's another one, kept the blues alive and he hasn't restricted himself to, to a kind of strict blues format. It's very rare to get live music released and be a hit single or hits on a, on a CD or an album. Um, but Butler's managed to do it a couple of times with his live recordings, really getting that crowd vibe and getting that nice live sound that people love so much. And he's run it all himself too. He's, 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 uh, he's very much an independent artist. He owns all the rights and he, he puts them out himself and markets them. So. Yeah, and encourages other artists on his label as well, some of whom are quite famous. So the song is Zebra, the John Butler Trio. John Butler Trio. All three of them. Yeah, three of them. Mm -hmm. 
This is the part of the podcast where we play a musical number. Uh, Rod, Joe, Luke and me, Damien sometimes. This time we're doing a little tribute to blues and boogie music and referring to some of the great festivals from Australian music history like Sunbury. So pop songs may come and go, but I tell you what, boogies go on forever. This is a boogie called Let's Boogie. Thanks for listening to this episode of AMP, Australian Music Podcasts. Our main sources for these special AMP podcasts are essentially our fading memories and quite erratic music industry experiences. But there's always invaluable material from writers such as David Nichols, Ian McFarlane, Glenn A. Baker, Anthony O'Grady and the Miles Ago website.